Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to The Therapy Podcast with your host, Shloimi Balsam. Welcome to The Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Shlemy Balsam. As previously mentioned, thank you, Nadav, for that amazing intro. We are continuing to discuss empathy. The fundamentals of therapy. This is basics, 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 basics. I cannot say it enough. Someone who lacks empathy is falling seriously short of his professional duties. What is the difference between empathy and sympathy? This is something that we did not discuss last time, and... It's very easily confused. Let me give you an example. Um, If someone is sharing something difficult that they're going through. Uh, Let's give it what's a good example. Gosh, I wish this was life. Okay, uh, someone comes home and he says he failed his test. Yeah, he got a 50 out of more than 50. So what would a sympathetic person say? That must be terrible. That sounds like it stinks. Gosh, I'd hate to fail that test. You must be feeling terrible. Okay, that's already sort of edging into empathy. Empathy would be... Yeah, that's, that, 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 that really hurts, doesn't it? I once failed a test, and I know that I was in tremendous agony and turmoil because I failed that test. So I have felt what you're feeling. It stinks. Very often, very often, people would rather sympathy than empathy. The advantage of empathy, again, to clarify, empathy is when I'm actually feeling what you're feeling. Sympathy is addressing, it's the ability to take part in someone else's feelings by feeling bad about what happened to them. I feel bad about your misfortune. But empathy is when I'm feeling that too. The advantage of empathy is a trouble shared is a trouble halved. He's no longer the one and only sad guy in the room. He's not the only failure in the room. Because he knows that there's someone else who's feeling exactly the same thing that he's feeling. Empathy is incredibly powerful and it will usually go further than sympathy it's a deeper feeling sympathy on the other hand can have its definitely has its place where you may ask and I may tell you fine I will sympathy is incredibly useful when you have someone who you can't relate to or He doesn't believe that anyone can relate to it. It's probably a little less common, 
very, very often someone will share something with you and you just can't relate to it. If you can relate to it on a tiny little level, don't fake it. The reason why we will choose sympathy over empathy is because I can't feel what you're feeling. I have no idea what it's like to go through what you just went through. Those words may be exactly what he needs to hear. If I honestly believe that no one has any clue what I'm feeling right now and no one has ever felt what I'm feeling right now, and the truth is, to a large degree, no one can because no one experienced what I just experienced exactly the way that I just experienced. That everyone, you know, we, we tend to bunch up challenges like, oh, this guy is suffering from, you know, poverty and discrimination. Uh, you know, millions of people suffer from poverty. Yeah, but no one gets it the same exact way. Everyone filters it differently into their mind, into their experiences, their backstory, and the way they deal with things. They're you know, personal, emotional makeup. So no, no one entirely feels what I'm feeling right now. Definitely not to every nuance of what I'm feeling. If you can read on your friend or client's face that they don't want you, they, they want you, but they don't believe that you will feel what they're feeling, that you can feel what they're feeling, don't fake it. If you really do, feel what they're feeling then use that even if they are doubtful if you really feel it if it's genuine you will easily convince them you look at someone who is genuinely feeling something you can feel it you can feel what they're feeling especially since they're feeling it okay i just threw around the word feeling a lot but i think you know what i'm saying guy comes in and he says that i i just uh i tried committing suicide i jumped off a roof and i failed yes and you have never tried doing that. You've never uh, attempted suicide. And you've never felt like such a failure that you can't even commit suicide. Don't try it. Don't try it. You might think, you might think that, oh, you know what? I have experienced failure. Let me channel that feeling of failure. You know, when I, when I got an 97 on my test and I was expecting a 100, you know? Uh, let me challenge that failure to what this guy's going through. Don't try it. You'll lose him. You'll lose him at the, at, the, at, the, at the skip of a stone. He's gone. Therapy must, first and foremost, be real. Empathy must, 100% must be real. Otherwise, it's not empathy. You could have genuine sympathy without feeling what they are feeling. Sympathy means I understand what you're going through. I understand the ramifications of what you're feeling and what you are experiencing. That's tremendous. So don't always opt for empathy because there is a place for sympathy, but em em empathic response, a genuine empathic response will be more effective when you can actually feel what the person is going through. Uh, we're going to get to, uh, in a little while, the idea of uh, sharing something personal with your client to uh, show them that you do understand what they're going through. Um, and that, that can be a tremendous tool in letting them know that you are really empathizing. It sort of validates your empathy. Let's move on to 
the verbal aspects of empathy. Verbal tracking is staying with your client's topic. You're encouraging him to elaborate on every aspect of what he is talking about. You want to get every comma and period out of this narrative. Especially for a beginner therapist, it's very easy to bug out when you don't know where to go from what your client just said. What's the next step? The next step is to chill. Just relax. There is nothing wrong with asking a question about what he just said. You don't need to take the next step to find out what comes next. Dig deeper into what he just said. You will always have something, another layer that is, un, that is undiscovered. And uh, it's not necessarily all that deep. If, and, and if there isn't, then the client will just tell you, no, that's actually face value. That, that is what it is. Um, but that's okay. That's absolutely okay. And that is a healthy continuum for the conversation. Ask a question, make a brief comment regarding whatever the client has said, either what he just said or in the, you know, his recent statements and build on that. And eventually you'll come to know your client. You'll know what he means when he says something. You'll know whether there is more to what, you know, if he's uh, not much of a talker or elaborator, then you are going to be his elaborator. You're going to have to sort of get in there and pluck out all the nitty gritty details that he's not expressing. Clients tend to talk about what the counselors are willing to hear. That is key. In any session, your client will present multiple possibilities for discussion. Even though the topic is career choice, yeah? A sidetrack into family, uh, personal relationships. It could be necessary before returning to the actual purpose of the counseling session. You may need to know some side factors before following through on the career choice conversation. Some counselors might not be as interested in the career work and most of their career clients end up talking about themselves and their personal history and end up in you know long-term therapy. However, the way you direct the conversation, the way you listen, that will determine the length of the session and whether your client's going to come back. The idea is that you are in absolute control of how your client is going to express themselves. There was a, a, an educational film, a training film, uh, that was put out uh, and they had one client, Gloria, who went to three different counselors discussing the same issue. She started the same way. And depending on how the counselor responded, she had three absolutely different sessions with the three of them. Very often, uh, the, the client will not want to discuss um, either very personal issues, fa- familial issues, and it, c- it can be that the counselor doesn't want to talk about that either. So ask yourself, is there any particular issues that you f- feel uncomfortable talking about? And understand what your client is not talking about or is brushing over, something that maybe they do want to talk about but don't feel so comfortable, and you could gently probe into that. There are times when you do not want to attend to the here and now of the client's statements. For example, there are some clients that may talk incessantly about the same topic over and over again. So you may want to just paraphrase, okay, here's what you've told me so far. Uh, Is there anything beyond that that you want to discuss? 
or you could just hop over to another discussion. Uh, there are some clients who have been traumatized. They've been you know, hospitalized or they had a, a breakup with a long-term relationship. They've been an accident or a burglary and they need to tell their story over several times. It may be healthy to focus on the positives of what they're saying or you know, you know, you're not dismissing it, but if they're harping on something that's really negative that's happening and you can tell that it's damaging to themselves, you can address it. Okay, this is what you've said. Let's talk about another aspect of it or, oh, wow, that was a good point. That was a positive aspect of it. Oh, thank God you survived that. Especially when beginning therapy, you may feel that the greatest thing that you can do when a client uh, shares something with you that's big, uh, even if they break down in tears, you may think that the, the, the best reaction is to provide immediate support. Very often, your greatest support may be silence. You can offer a tissue. Just sit there and be in the moment with them. If you don't say anything, what you are saying is, I feel what you're feeling and nothing more. That's it. I'm here with it, with you in this experience, in this issue that you shared with me. And that is far more powerful than any word that you can say. Obviously, don't let it go on too long and, until it reaches an uncomfortable silence. But you have to understand that in the silence, there's a lot more happening in the brain than just silence. It turns out uh, by studies with uh, you know, fMRIs that that's a, a functional magnetic resonance imaging uh, studies done on the brain that your auditory cortex remains active when you're listening to silence. It's highly sensitive. For a beginning counselor, silence can be very scary. I mean, your counselor is supposed to be talking about the issues, right? You're supposed to be having a conversation. When you feel uncomfortable with that silence, you look at your client with a supportive facial expression. You say a lot more with the words that you don't say. If the client looks uncomfortable, you know, make sure, make sure you're reading the room. Join in the silence. If, you see, if they seem uh, a little off-put by the silence, then you can rely on your attending skills. Ask a question, make a comment about something relevant to what they just mentioned. Quick check. Feel free to uh, review a counseling session or even uh, you know a makeshift one you have with a friend. In general, with an, uh, a healthy adult client, they should be speaking at least more than the counselor. When it comes to children, you have to pull out a whole new set of tricks. Uh, you know, a seven-year-old dealing with uh, a parental divorce may not say a word about the divorce initially. Um, what you can do is you can pull out a book which talks about divorce and they may start asking questions and you can sort of say, you know, how do you feel about what's happening here? You know, there's also play therapy, which can get the children to uh, share their stories there is a form of treatment, you know, uh, to, to train in social skills, psychoeducation and attending behavior that teaches uh, counselors and patients to learn to be silent and uh, training to listen can actually amp up their social skills. 
Uh, now let's move on to actually empathy. What is empathy? Jumping into someone else's, uh, someone else's shoes, understanding what they're feeling and feeling what they're feeling. Uh, a client who feels like you are empathetic will be far more inclined to explore their issues with you. Carl Rogers came up with the idea of empathy. Uh, someone named Charles Trow, T-R-A-T-R-U-A-X, Trax. Uh, 1961, he came up with a, an actual scale, a nine-point scale, to rate uh, your empathic understanding. Uh, there are three different types of empathy, and starting at a basic level, there's subtractive empathy, which is uh, not so good. That's when you give back less than what the client shared, and you even distort it a little bit. The listening or influencing skills, that's that, that, those are being used inappropriately. Uh, Best-case scenario, the client just... Uh, says, oh wait, no, that's not actually what I meant. And it's important to avoid this by ending off your empathy with a confirmational uh, statement. Wait, did I get that right? Is that, is that what you're saying? Is, is that what you meant? Am I reading this correctly? And that gives them the opportunity, it even encourages them to correct you when you accidentally do a subtractive empathy. Then there's basic empathy. That's uh, when a counselor responds with basically what the client says. You could change up a word or two. Um, by the way, when you are rephrasing what the client says to empathize, when it comes to the really uh, nitty gritty, the, the, the real deep stuff, the ones that can be challenging to explain, don't paraphrase those words. You can paraphrase everything except for those words. Leave those as the key. Those were the words that your client dug out of their soul and probably mulled over for weeks and finally got to share it. Don't brush those under the carpet. They'll correct you if, if that isn't actually the case, uh, but very often, keep an ear out for those lightning words. So basic empathy is when you basically, sh you, you give back what they've given you. You show that uh, I understood you. Uh, you'll find this with most common counselors. Uh, Roger pointed out that listening in itself is necessary and sufficient to produce a client's change. So. Basic empathy is necessary. Let's see if we could take it a step further. There's additive empathy. That's uh, when a counselor responds that adds something beyond what the client shared with them. Uh, that could be adding a link to something the client had said earlier, or maybe a some congru congruent idea or frame of reference. You know that helps the client see in a new perspective. You took what he said and elaborated on it. From your perspective, you jumped into their shoes and you're like, actually, from where I'm standing, if I were to be standing in your spot, I would actually see one little nuance that maybe you, you overlooked. Again, be careful because you're dealing with their world and you can't describe the world better than they can, but you can explain it differently. You do have the ability to see something that they're missing from your objective standpoint. That being said, when you are trying to experience their uh, worldview from whatever they've told you, make sure not to mix in your own things. When you give back what you just heard, keep it pure and them. This is the shortest route to reaching a real empathic response. We've mentioned earlier that neuroscience shows that empathy has massive positive effects on the actual brain. So you're doing good things. 
when you experience what they're experiencing. You're doing big things. Don't underrate empathy. It's an, an incredible tool and fundamental to your therapy. Don't worry too much about where you are and how you're going to get to be this master empathizer. We'll talk a, a little bit about the uh, samurai effect and the magic of becoming amazing at anything in our next session. So join us next week. Thank you so much for listening. With, please email me with all your comments, questions, advice, and funny memes or whatever you got going uh, at askmetherapy at gmail.com. That's spelled the way that those words are spelled. And thank you so much, so much for listening. I will see you soon. Bye. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big